The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen now. <sighs> Let's see how you doing. When was the last time we talked? Uh, oof, it was springtime, I think, because uh, I remember we recorded. Uh, it was Crop Duster for Riot Act. So yeah, that, yeah. that was done. Yeah, April, May, something like that. Sometime a while ago. Yeah, maybe I should start in my notes. Maybe I should start writing down when I actually recorded them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's and like what the song is and stuff. And as I look back, right. like, yeah, that was about four pages ago. Right, I don't right. know how long that is, but yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, and a lot of times, like while listening, because obviously I know you, you know, record them in advance. And so sometimes I try to like pick up on subtle things to figure out like, oh, I wonder how long ago they recorded this. And then you hear someone like, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, you know, next week for Thanksgiving, I'm going to oh, like, okay, well now I know when this was recorded. <laughs> but then a lot of times, you know, there's not any clues at all to give a, give any kind of uh, hints to when it might've been. Yeah. I, I, I think that people will be able to um, place in time, at least when I recorded the sweet Lou episode, oh. it was before they started playing again because I recorded it like a week like a week, two, a week or two before they busted it out at uh, See Here yeah, Now. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's Ohana. Or Ohana. It was the Ohana. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I was lucky enough. I was happy to be at that show. So oh, I was. You were? Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, uh, you know, love it or hate that song. It's just it's a cool one to you know check mark off your list kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's that is a song along with the one we're going to cover today that I you know never would have in a million years thought I'd get a chance to see any of them live. So. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 2 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and b-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon, and guess what? This December is a December to remember. And you know that's true because it rhymes. And we are going to do all Pearl Jam Christmas songs during this month in the, in the lead up to, uh, to the actual day. And so today we're covering Let Me Sleep with return guest friend of the show, Bradley Paisecki. Hello, Bradley. Hi, how you doing? I am doing well. How about you? How about you this fine winter's eve? Yes, because oh, we yes. are recording this right before it comes out. Of course, I can't wait for the snow <laughs> and or already excited for the snow. <laughs> Uh, so yes, this song was uh, written by Mike and Ed, their first uh, collaboration, according to the legends, and was released on the very first fan club single in 1991. I believe there's 5,000 uh, of them made or something like that. Yes, uh, I know it was one of the, you know, very short run, a very uh, small amount compared to the other ones. Uh, 1,500 copies. Oh, okay. so, oh, that's even yeah, that, less. That, that sounds a little more accurate. Yeah, that sounds a little more. That sounds a little more right. Yeah, the, the, because there's a there's so little. This is the uh, the only crisp, the only uh, fan club single I don't have, just because it's a little too expensive for me. Uh, sure, I actually I I wasn't a member of the fan club at the time, but I was able to get a copy some time ago for not ridiculous price. I don't. It's also I don't think it's in like the greatest shape. Um, yeah, but uh, but. 
hey, you know what? I have it. It's uh, It will play, but I try not to play it too often. I don't want to mess anything <laughs> up. Yeah, because we, we got it on Lost Dogs now, so we don't have to, right, have to exactly. bust it out. Exactly. And I think, um, honestly, I don't know if I'd actually even really heard it before of Lost, before Lost Dogs, because by the time Lost Dogs came out, it was, what, 03 or 02? Mm-hmm. 03, I think. And so, you know, I had just gotten the fan club, and I hadn't really got acquired a lot of the old fan club, like physical singles and stuff. And I was one of the uh, the people who didn't really use Napster and LimeWire and all that stuff too much. But I would get some stuff from here and there or hear about stuff or whatnot. But so I don't remember if I had heard, I don't think I'd heard this until it came out on Lost Dogs. Yeah, and it's it's a better uh, it's a better sounding mix or mastering whatever. It's just you know those early fan club singles were done a little bit cheaply, and you know they're being sent through the mail, so they don't want it too bulky or anything like that. You know they're just a band just starting out, and so oh, of course, but it's still cool to have. Yeah, uh, let's see. The first time they played this was at the '94 Bridge School show, which was also uh, Jack Irons' first show. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Jack Irons' first show. I did see that was the first time I played it, but I didn't realize that that was Jack's first show. Cool. Yeah, or it could be the first time that Jack was like an official member or something like that. Oh, sure, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's something like that, that that somebody's gonna call a technicality on or something. <laughs> and in Pearl Jam 20, it's, it's mentioned as that show being the only time it's been played. And then in 2006, right. they uh, were at the Arena di Verona and uh, Mike and Ed just kind of played it outside and Danny Clinch was there and started recording them. And that ends up on the Pearl Jam 20 movie. <laughs> started playing it in uh, in 2013 right yeah including cool. just recently in september yeah. at the first ohana show earlier in the summer um uh came down and did a uh, a global citizen um thing down at the sofi stadium um pro vaccination and and uh, uh talking about all the other countries that needed our help and support and uh funding and uh you know, I was up in, uh, I, I stayed uh, near the ocean, up north, near Santa Monica. And I, I got outside and, and um, you know, 
when you went through Venice, it, it got really intense. And um, since then, I, I, I heard that um, all those people were relocated, and um, I, I could never find out the details on to, to where and, and how they were relocated, but um, I just keep thinking about them, and, and um, I really hope that, uh, that they're okay and healthy and um, able to get whatever assistance they needed to uh, get back on their feet. Um, so uh, I'm gonna drink to their resilience. and dedicate this one to them. Unfortunately, I wasn't at that show. I was at the other Ohana ones, but I wasn't at that one. But uh, it was the people who were in attendance were uh, very lucky to see it. Yeah, it hasn't been busted out too often. I mean, as far as a as far as a lost dog, it's uh you know it's kind of I guess middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah there's a good handful of lost dogs that have been played a bunch. You know, um, some of them that were you know like hits before Lost Dogs, you know, Yellow Leadbetter and Last Kiss and whatnot. Yeah. And then they, you know, and then even some other ones like Sad and All Night, you know, Alone's been around for a long time. So they got a fair amount of play. And there's a couple of them that haven't been played like ever, or there's a couple, you know, none, a couple, one or only, uh, you know, one or two times. So yeah, so Let Me Sleep somewhere in the middle, still in single digits, but it's still kind of in the middle there. Um, let's see. Yeah, this was, uh, you, you said you didn't hear, hear it until uh, Lost Dogs, pretty much? Yeah, for the most part, to my knowledge. I mean, I guess there's a good chance. I mean, I may have heard it before then, but just, you know, didn't really know much about it or anything. But um, it wasn't really until Lost Dogs that I got became more familiar with it. And I actually like it a lot. I think it's a really neat song. It's a very cool little song. Like I said, when, it, when Lost Dogs came out, it was one of those that, you know, I had heard of. I knew what it was. I knew that it was a Christmas song. And so, you know, just listen to the album for the first couple times or whatever. This is one that stood out as like, oh, this is this is a very neat song. You know, I was happy uh, to hear it and I was kind of bummed I hadn't heard it yet because it was neat. So, yeah. Uh, spe speaking of Lost Dogs and you, if you have it and you're opening up the booklet to follow along with the podcast, uh, Mike says it's one of the early songs, exclamation point, at an open tuning in G. Ed wrote these really touching and sad lyrics. It was around Christmas time, and it felt beautiful and melancholy. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the other things you'll see said about it is that, I guess in, in one of the several times that Ed was uh, locked out of somewhere when he was <laughs> in Seattle... <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if it was like locked out of the studio or locked out of yeah. Jeff's place or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. Because that's how, apparently that's how Oceans was written too. Was it was an Oceans that was written the same way that he was locked out yeah. of the studio or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if, uh, I don't think like Ed could hear anything and he was doing, he was, this is probably like something that he kind of maybe just wrote in his head at the time. It was real oh, cold sure. and he was, and he was thinking of uh, unhoused people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, how it's uh, pretty much got to suck for them too, mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. more than just be inconvenienced that one, you know, that one night. Yeah, I think he, because um, I went back and tried to listen to, since there's it's only been played eight times, I tried to listen to as many different live versions of it as I can. And it's a really short song, so it's, yeah. so, you know, that only took a you know, little bit of time. And I think it was the, the Wrigley show uh, in 16 when they played it that he commented on that it was written during his first winter in Seattle. And he just said, you know, no, you know, him being from the Chicago area, it's commented and like, oh, you know, the weather in Seattle at that time was very similar to what would have been in Chicago or something like that. Like, you know, it's, it's like the night I was out and wrote the song on my first Seattle winter could have could easily could have been Chicago winter or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the exact quote, but it was it made some kind of reference to uh, to that. Uh, this one was this is a little number uh, from long time ago and and um it was uh, it was written in in, in in Seattle, and it was it was the first winter I was there, and it was snowing, and, and which was rare for Seattle. But uh, the the song was actually informed from experiences here and growing up, and waiting on that fucking L train at 2:30 in the morning at 25 below wind chill, thinking I was gonna maybe not make it through the night, and wishing I had money for a cab. And uh, uh, it, it's called Let Me Sleep. So, yeah, so clearly it was written along, you know, it was one of, like he said, first winter in, in Seattle. So, yeah, I'll make sure I'll make sure I add the clip. So he kind of talking. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll oh, sound, yeah, it'll sound yeah. perfectly. You know what you're talking about. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, you kind of get um, that feeling, especially as, uh, you know, lyrically, uh, cold wind blows on the soles of my feet, you know, a lot of. And house people don't have, you know, good shoes and stuff like that because you know, they're, they're all you got. So you get holes in your shoes and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of feel like nobody really cares about you. People try to, you know, avert their gaze and just want to make you part of the of the background of the scenery of just wherever you are. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thought you burned, not froze for your sins. Yeah, I was like that line. I thought it was a very, obviously not what it represents isn't cool, but it's just yeah. a, a neat line, a, a, a kind of a, you know, I think it was a well-written line on that one. Yeah, because, you know, you go you go to hell, so there's fire. You didn't uh, freeze just in the winter, the, uh, the irony or the um, right contradiction, I guess, there. Uh, also kind of going along with uh, the old, old thought religious thought that you know if if you were sick or you were afflicted with bad circumstances or something like that that's you know because you're a bad person and you deserve those things that's the real hellfire punishment sort of thing right yeah yeah and 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 you know some that's some of that sentiment g- continues to this day with people um preaching like prosperity gospel and stuff like that with uh hey you know if you believe in god enough uh you go to church enough uh you know you'll 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 be rich because uh you know god will uh provide for you because you're uh there's some oh man i know there's something uh in that oh, i don't know it off the top of my head though damn it i just going down this road i should have looked it up first <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you know of course uh, a rich man is uh oh fuck man I'm t- <laughs> i don't know the stuff i don't want to talk about it <laughs> no no yeah no i gotcha uh yeah i'm not well versed in uh too much uh uh religious stuff too much but uh that's what he said you know you go to church enough and you, you know you could you know become rich 
that seems like the real way to become rich is to be part of the church. And that's the, Oh yeah. Yeah. Those that, people that, are the yeah. ones, uh, yeah. In lots of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. It's easier to pass a camel through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, I think, is uh, where I was going somewhere along there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just a real, you know, kind of along with uh, even flow. I don't know off the top of my head. I think uh, unemployable, maybe sort of. Yeah, I can see that. You know, the but but not so much, I think, directly about, you know, unhoused people or something. Right. Right. That one seemed to be more along the lines of someone who just lost their job, whereas these other two yeah. maybe have been in a situation for, for a little while. Yeah. I mean, you know, just most people are living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, yeah. don't have enough in savings or available to to spend if there's you know some sort of emergency or even not even a, a huge emergency or something like that you know just right oh yeah yeah it's uh it's re- it's very very sad yeah, I think it's especially now after uh after coronavirus and everything like that too just people losing jobs and not being able to work getting kicked out of their houses and stuff like that i mean everywhere yeah. oh sure you know there's these there's more people out on the streets yeah yeah it's it's really sad actually Great, great topics for a Christmas episode. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, you kind of think about that stuff and, you know, it's usually just around this time of year that people will think about it and not necessarily other times, but I know. No, you're, you're, you are correct. I know. I mean, that's, you know, you see the people outside ringing the bells and asking for donations and and things like that. And, um, it's one of those things that it's, it's not only around Christmas time that, uh, that, that people need help and need assistance. And, uh, but yeah, but like you said, that's when it seems to be kind of on the forefront a little bit and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, everybody, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice if, uh, if everybody could give stuff all the time. And, you know, I'm, I, I know myself, I, I, I wish I, you know, gave more that I, when I can, but, but yeah, that's something about the holiday, you know, it's the, you know, the giving season and whatnot and, or should, should be anyways. And that's, I think, yeah, yeah. I think a good, a more, a good portion of people anyways, um, kind of try to be generous and, uh, and do some donations and help out with things and, and around the holidays, which, you know, it's always nice. That's always, that's a good thing. So I don't know if that's, I, I, I've, let's see, I've been locked out of my house once when it was really, really cold. <laughs> and, uh, man, I don't know what, I don't know what I did because I didn't have a car. I think at that time. And so I, I, I got home and I was riding the bus or something and somebody wasn't home. And so I was like, well, I'll just sleep in the doorway or something like that. And even then, so cold and it's just like can't fall asleep your body is just angry <laughs> at, at you and no at, exactly yeah you're you're spending more energy keeping warm than you are able to you know like get some sleep yeah and so i don't know if that's like there might be a connection to that not being able to sleep and then the feeling of being a kid and not being able to sleep yeah before that's... christmas and you're just kind of like ah. Oh. Yeah, that's something. Uh, yeah, that I it, it, it didn't dawn on me that that could be like the you know, but that would not surprise me if that's where Ed was going because he always has these kind of uh, hidden meanings and hidden things and uh, and you know two ways to look at things uh, with a lot of his his lyrics. Yeah, and and plus two, there are kids in this situation too, and right you know, people like living in their cars or something like that, and it's just kind of I don't know. It it's it sucks to think that this time mm-hmm. that is magical and that people feel special that there are kids even who yeah know, it's, it seems it's, like it's, the, a huge just shame i mean it's like a it's a it's a waste of being a, it's a waste of being a kid yeah it, it, yeah that's, to have these cool magical things and stuff 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You are 100% correct. It's, uh, it's, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I was fortunate enough to not have to, to have to do any, you know, live outside or anything like that. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a terrible situation for those that have to, you know, go through it. And, and like you said, it's, you know, yeah, Christmas time always seemed magical as a kid. And, it, you know, you hearing the song and the lyrics and stuff, it just, I kind of, you know, just put them side by side. It's like, well, you know, it, it's not as magical as an adult. And then in the, you know, the person and the, or the character, however you want to put it, is even more like far removed from, from not just, from just having like a, a fun, magical Christmas. It's, you know, it's not like it's just an adult who, oh, just got to go to work and, you know, do the daily grind around Christmas time. It's this person's in an even worse situation. And, just uh like you know polar opposites pretty much yeah so the the uh coldness could be a cold heart yeah yeah very could be um oh man yeah i sorry i made this a bummer <laughs> yeah, that's all right it's okay it's hey these are some yeah they're they're uh important topics so no, they yeah, gotta be yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, some yeah. sometime so yeah, so I hope I I hope I don't turn anybody else off for yeah. the rest of the, the yeah, episodes oh, coming up. Yeah, this the first this will be the first episode they someone listens to, and then they're like, oh, the, what a downer of a podcast. I'll I'll just stick to one of the other ones. Well, so. if you you know what, if you feel bad, I bet if you give to some organizations, that'll make you feel better. There you Boom. go. There you go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, is there anything about this? It is of, uh, let me see, musically, there's kind of an Eastern ish vibe, just, uh, cause of that style. I think people will automatically sort of, uh, uh-huh. uh, connect with that. You got the cool, uh, drum that, uh, Dave Krusen is kind of popping on back there. Cause it kind of sounds like somebody just like knocking on a desk or something like that, or, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was very neat. Well, if I remember correctly, wasn't maybe not. I was going to say during the Pearl Jam 20, like the movie when they played it, I want to say that that Eddie was just tapping on the back of a guitar or something, unless I'm completely misremembering that or like uh, the the Mandela effect where I think it was true, but it actually never happened or whatever. But I could have sworn I thought I remember seeing him like just tapping on the back of the a guitar or something. But uh, I'd have to, well, see, I'd have to go I back and do re- right now. Uh huh. What I could do right now is say yes. And then have another, and then say later, no, 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 no. And then I can go back and watch it and then edit this. And then edit it, yeah. However, however you want to do it. Yeah, so yeah, that so, will we'll have so a definitive answer. like a bonehead. Right, there you go, yeah. So somebody listening to me is like, oh, okay, so that's right. the answer. And when you listen to this, then back, you'll listen to it and, right. and, and, uh, and be like, oh, okay, so that, that, that was the answer. Or I could just look after I'm done recording right, right. this. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Well, interestingly enough, uh, my copy is at, um, well, so... 
me and my wife recently moved or within the last month or so. And so all like the DVDs I had are still boxed up. And uh, so I know where it's at. I just haven't got around to unboxing it because apparently it's more important to unbox, uh, you know, silverware and plates and stuff. And it's less important <laughs> to unbox Pearl Jam DVDs. So my wife tells me so. Uh, so we haven't, I haven't got around to it yet. So so maybe by the time this airs, I'll have I've looked it up myself, but um, but if not, I I may I may just sit back and wait for the suspense of the the airing of the episode to find out. Yes, it's uh it's uh he's doing that. No 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 he's oh, okay. uh, he's not doing that. <laughs> oh oh well, my, my mistake. Man, I almost want to just keep that <laughs> just to show people actually feel free to. I th- I know. Yeah, <laughs> however you want to do it. I think it's I, th- I think it'll be funny either way. Especially, you know, because I'll know what the, the yeah. truth the behind the scenes part. Um, yeah, so I think I think we're ready to uh, to wrap it up then. Yeah, there's not not too much else to say. I know, like I said, we, we mentioned it's only been played a few times. I know one of them was at the uh, the binaural complete show in in uh, in Toronto. So the mm-hmm. the fans that night got to see a rare song and an album played in entirety. So that's cool for them. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have much else to add. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's a cool song. It's it always it, it does have a Christmassy feel to it. I don't know if, like you said, it's because of the, the music or whatnot, but uh, you know, or if it's just the lyrics. But yeah, I don't think uh, I think we're ready to go. Wrap it yeah, up. I guess it's, it's also one of the ones that they uh, had on the uh, Pearl Jam Yule Log or whatever that they had a couple of years ago. That this song was uh, included on that. Oh, okay. and, uh, hey, you know, maybe maybe they got it again uh, this year. Oh, I think they cool. when they did like the uh, ten or twelve days of Pearl Jam or something like that on social media and stuff. Only time will tell. Yeah. So uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, hey, it's 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 the season. Bradley, I will ask you, what does Christmas mean to you? Ah, very, uh, very interesting. Something I don't really think about all too often. But uh, yeah, I, I, much <laughs> like the much like the character in the uh, or the, the main person in the song. Yeah, as, as a kid, it was very magical. It was I mean, I remember uh, excitedly having trouble sleeping the night before and me and my brothers would always uh, you know, decide, oh, all right, so tonight, we're, you know, because my parents always said, you stay in the bedroom until it's time, you know, until the morning. And so we would always decide, like, all right, we're going to play these games or we're going to do this. And, you know, and it was just, it really was like a very magical time as a kid. Um, but as an adult now, it's more or less, I'm looking forward to the day off of work and uh, and some time to, to relax a little bit and, you know, see some family a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I do like to, you know, I like to think of myself as somewhat of a generous person. Um, I'm sure, you know, most of us can all always have more to give, but, uh, but I like to, you know, I like to give out gifts. And um, so it is, it's, it's a nice time. One thing I do like about Christmas time is a lot of people seem to be in a good mood. You know, I think everybody's in like, you know, like, uh, you know, the, or not everybody, but there's a lot of people, there's more like, um, you know, like I said, generosity and there's more just like, I don't know, like, I guess joy. Yeah. Good spirit. People are, you know, people are in a giving mood. People are in a, you know, like I said, they, they know, you know, there's a lot of people who, they're happy to see, you know, kids are in a good mood, which in turn makes adults in good moods. And then you get, you know, the, the people know they're getting time off or getting vacation time. And, you know, it's just, you know, everybody just seems to be in a good mood. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if this was it just the world's a better place when everybody's in a good mm-hmm. mood. So so that's always a nice thing. But um, but aside from that, that's pretty much what Christmas means to me is it's the time of year where it's where people are in a good mood and I get a couple extra days off of work and, uh, and I get to see some family and, and some friends that I don't see all that often, but, um, I've never been much of a religious person, so it doesn't mean anything with that towards me or, uh, or anything like that. But, um, 
uh, hey, teach their own. And, you know, everything means different things to different people. And I welcome everybody's way to celebrate the holidays and um, including Christmas. So that's pretty much what it means to me is uh, some uh, some fun and joy and some time off and some uh, nice get togethers for uh, see some people. Yeah. And then uh, eventually when I, you know, I'm, we're, me, and all, me and my wife, we don't have any kids, but we hope to someday. And I'm sure it's going to be even more magical. It'll actually re- having a kid around Christmas time, I think we'll, I'll regain some of that sense of, of magic and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like that. Yeah, and 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 as somebody who mm-hmm. has worked retail for most of his life, uh, please, mm-hmm. for the love of God, be nice to your, be nice to <laughs> to oh, people. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I, I worked. Yeah, I worked in the service industry for over ten years, so I I can't agree more. I cannot agree more. It's just uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, if his stuff isn't in stock and everything, I you know they they want things to run smoothly and everything like that too. It's not, of course, yeah, it's not their you know, fault. Their fault. It's just how things are right now. And exactly, they're just they're trying to make some money, just like everybody else, and they're trying to you know most of them want to be helpful most most of the people working want to uh you know that that's what that's what they're there for they're there to help or provide you with something a service a a task a whatever and um you know whether it's just stocking shelves or ringing you up at the register or whatever it's like hey we're all in this together kind of thing everybody it's uh you know they're just doing their job just like uh you do your job yeah mail people delivery people they're you know slammed right now too and yeah, exactly. Yep. So just yeah, be extra extra nice to people. Yeah. Like I said, it, the world's a better place when everybody's nice and in a good mood. Yeah. So. Way to wrap it up. Thanks for coming on, Bradley. <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Like I said, I I, I love doing these, and uh, I'll be around for as many as I can do. So as many you'll have me for. The Better Man Podcast is produced by Alyssa Naprino and Brandon Palomo, and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Share Like 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at betterbandpod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Bradley and as always, this is Brandon saying... Homer, you know how unpredictable the French are. One minute they're kissing a woman's hand, the next they're chopping off her head. Merry Christmas.